0: Front office, please hold. The Front Office Podcast The Show, The Myth, The Legend. Number 30 tonight, fellas. What is going on? Uh, And of course, The Front Office Podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Smoke Shack and BTP Smokehouse at 250 City Centre and 1016 Carp Road in (laughs) Stittsville. So, fellas, you know, number number 30 is a monumental number for a number of reasons, but I I think the majority of... uh, of why 30s monumental is because we wanted to do 25 but we missed it, so we so we pushed it to, to number 30. So Jet Kev, what's happening for the uh, I guess the, about the 18th time between you uh, you guys and myself, but uh, you know what's going on? How are you feeling about number 30? I thought we were going to get canceled like Family Guy. They came roaring back, and now they're you know now they're the 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 monster that they are. Here's
1: I'm just waiting for for the DVD sales to kick in. When do we start making money off the DVD sales?
0: I've actually got a good supplier who's going to get us on VHS really soon. And he does great work out of Turkmenistan. Nice. Is the soundtrack on (laughs) Turkmenistan? Miami
1: Weiss, number one new show.
0: show. (laughs) Uh, Oh, it's so funny. (laughs) Great. They're building it now. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Well, again, guys, I mean, we say that in jest, but, uh, you know, got to say, I'm, I'm actually very, very proud that we've been able to make it to 30 episodes and, uh, you know, it just started out as a, as a fun way for us to, uh, to dick around and as, as Kevin.
1: Oh, and we have gotten into our own Tom
0: Dickery. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, we, we, we've covered a lot. We, we've talked about, you know, some, uh, some interesting topics. We've had some laughs. We've. We shared some serious moments, and uh, I think all in all, we've, uh, we've really expanded on what, we, what the initial plan was for this show. I mean, I think we were just going to start about, you know, talking between the three of us about what we normally talk about is how shitty everybody is, but uh, it's evolved into something pretty good. So um, honestly, I, whenever
1: I sit back and I think about it, I go, what this world needed was three average Joes talking about sports. There's just not enough of that to go around for everyone. And I'm just happy that we were able to find a niche market like men and sports stuff and just work our way through this small market share and just do our best with it. That's what I love about this show.
0: Oh uh, yeah. Well, you know, the the things that we can kind of take solace in is, uh, you know, Kev, the, the off the cuff, you know, takes that you have and obviously not uh, still. I mean, uh, kudos to you for, we're holding on still not following the show still not listening to the show it's not happening and but but still Joe I mean you're you're making the world a better place by you know expressing your views and making it known but uh, you know you're, you're very proud in the sense that you don't feel it you need to listen to yourself speak
1: I'm I'm gonna be honest I only listen to two podcasts okay it's the Kristen Bell podcast and the Joe Rogan experience but I only listen to guests he has on that I don't like. I prefer only listening to people that I absolutely hate and think are vile. Um, those are the only two podcasts I listen to. And I rarely listen to those. I'm a big, like national public radio guy. If I had it my way, I'd listen to some kind of a, a radio soap opera, a rom-com. That's all I want to listen to. My, and I don't have a lot of downtime, as you know, right? Juggling the life that I have. Um, and I don't watch sports, which I think is You're pretty interesting. Life. <laughs> what do you do? I am, I am a virtual phys ed teacher, <laughs> so for those of you that are wondering at home what I do for a living, I teach what is traditionally the most hands-on movement-oriented class from behind a computer screen. In fact, I'm doing this job as we speak, eight hours away from where my st- students are currently living. At a cottage that I have no business being at because I have not paid rent. I'm just hanging on to my in-laws and their awesome cottage right now, which is located on the lovely shores of Lake Huron. If you've never been, but don't come to this cottage because I'm here, but you should come down to Lake Huron whenever you get the chance. Where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. No, I teach kids how to be fit from behind a computer screen. Um, And I'm not a big fan, not a big fan of sports. So it just fits that I'm in this show.
0: Yeah, uh, you know when when you say that you you work and you teach for ed and no one really knows what you do, I, I just picture you as like the George Costanza I play now, when oh, yeah. you know you're you're just hanging out in your office, you're fighting with your boss every day. He's trying to keep you from coming into work, and you keep finding a way to get back in and barricade yourself in your office to use the the special toilet. Uh, <laughs> my baby takes the morning train. This is a briefcase full of crackers.
1: <laughs> I don't even really work here. That's what makes it so hard.
0: <laughs> uh, and Jet, what are your thoughts, my man?
2: Uh, it's been a good time, man. It's been a good time. Can't can't complain. Uh, we made it to thirty, which is kind of crazy, you know. Uh, still thinking about when uh, when you hollered at us and you said, "Yo, yo, let's just talk shit about sports and just stuff we like." i was like well i'm always down for talking shit clearly not always about sports because i don't know dick about fuck but you
0: know
2: whatever i'm down (laughs) but it's been it's been a great ride so far so uh you know shout out to smoke shack for allowing us to also get uh, the itis going while doing this show and uh yeah let's let's keep it going
1: and when i tell people that this podcast one of our main sponsors is the best barbecue place known to man they look at me one and say wow you're like an actual celebrity and two can i have some of that sweet sweet smoke shack ribs and i say the same thing that i say every time no sir this is a wendy's and that is pretty much how it goes down all the
0: time you know i think people look at you because because you know know, as, as a celebrity you are because weren't you in the king of queens
1: I was in King of Queens, but I played the wife. It was a weird time in my life. I was very I was very skinny. I had long hair. I was in Scientology. Kevin James and I got along very well.
0: Yeah, and I think he actually was the you know what was the purpose behind you know your actual silhouette and caricature on our on our logo. Okay, we need to tell we need to talk about this. It's been 30 shows <laughs> in now.
1: Okay, we're 30 shows in and we still have this silly you know what no offense to the artist okay because uh jet your your nephew is an incredible artist in fact i've seen his work for other things that he's done and i'm appreciative of those works of art (laughs) this this i would say that logo uh first of all i take umbrage with it absolute umbrage um i'm still waiting on when kyle's gonna take the court and just be nailing the long twos to win that 2018 nba championship with the toronto raptors you know i will and and jet i don't even know where to start with your with your picture right i you know what i'm not even gonna touch it in fact your picture might be the best representation which is telling now my image okay I'm going to just say this right now. Can we do a logo that doesn't have the characters? Can we just do like the front office podcast featuring uh, (laughs) Kevin as well as Kyle and Jet in a lesser degree? Can we just say that? That'll be our new logo.
0: If we do that, the only way that it's going to fly is if we get my and Jet's logo, you know, kind of blown up and bigger. And we'll put yours very, very tiny underneath. So you get what you want, but you actually don't have to change anything about the actual image. We just shrink it.
2: I think we should put Kev small enough that he's in one of our teeth.
0: Gap tooth
1: Jethro, that would have yeah. come in handy. <laughs> then it's full head of hair, Kevin. If Gaptooth Jethro's back, full head of hair, hair Kevin is back. That's, I'm throwing that out there right now. If Jethro gets to have
0: a sweet gap in his teeth, I get a full head of hair again. You know, uh, you know, I, I thought about it. So you've got full head of hair, Kevin, that you look fondly back on. You've yes, got Gap tooth Jethro that you know what that you, look, you know you look fondly back on. You know, for me, I really don't have one of those, but I thought of one just as, you know, we were coming on the show because as I was telling you guys, I popped my shoulder out walking up the stairs of my deck right before the show. And man, do I ever miss non injury Kyle. He was so good, you know. Non non injury Kyle back in high school. (laughs) Yeah. On that note, I mean, Thank you so much to everybody who's, uh, who's been following from the get-go and all of our new listeners who keep, uh, who keep joining up every week. Obviously, we wouldn't be able to, to keep doing this if, uh, if you guys weren't tuning in and enjoying uh, you know, at least some, somewhat of what we do. Um, but again, thank you to everybody. And again, don't forget to, uh, to join the Owner's Box giveaway that we're putting on until the end of the month. So you got a chance to win uh, some autographed footballs from some of our uh, our professional football guests that we've had on, some uh, some paraphernalia from uh, one of our professional soccer guests that we've had on, uh, along with some other cool stuff like uh, some Stella Chalices and uh, you know a consultation with Jethro. We all know how valuable those things are. So uh, I haven't
1: so- read the official entry rules here, but are Jethro and I allowed to be in this contest? Am I able to win? Any of this paraphernalia, I'm, I have no interest in meeting with Jethro, but I would like to win
0: (laughs) some of the autograph memorabilia. That would be something I'd be interested in. Kev will win and then immediately put it on, uh, put it on Craigslist. (laughs)
1: Essentially. Yeah. It's going right to Craigslist.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, why not? Why not? I mean, you know, you guys are a charity as it is already. So might as well give you guys some more. Wow. Wow. Well, I appreciate that. Because everyone that
1: follows Craigslist look for uh, an ad saying for sale gently used paraphernalia. That's what's uh, going to be out there. It'll Be under my account, and you'll you'll be able to find some
0: of that paraphernalia that we're oh, looking to get out there. Ke- Kev will also have some slightly used gym equipment that uh, <laughs> that he's supposed oh
1: to- not even touched, not even <laughs> that touched
0: that he's supposed to be using for his class. But uh, obviously. oh, I've
1: been selling desks. <laughs> Kids don't use desks anymore, so I've just been selling them. Nobody even noticed they're gone. I'm up to like 67
0: desks sold now. There you go. Um, People use them for that, weddings. But on that note, thank you again, everybody, and uh, yeah. So, so the theme of tonight's show, because it's number 30, um, we we kind of wanted to to go back and, and reminisce about a lot of our favorite moments of the of the first uh, 30 episodes maybe some of the quirks that we've kind of picked up on each other that, that we notice a lot of now that we're, we're speaking more on, uh, (laughs) on an official term, but um, you know, it's uh, again, it'll be a little bit of a a different spin, but whoever has been listening from the get-go you definitely will, uh, will remember a lot of these things. And uh, again, hopefully you look upon them fondly and I know that we do. So let's, uh, let's get her kicked off here. So, you know, every week we, uh, we do our segments and, you know, obviously kev you've got uh, a very hilarious slash serious segment you know depending on the week uh, called grinding beans and and maybe before we get into your favorite moments just just go back and and tell the people why we started calling the segment grinding beans in the first place
1: well kyle you had sent out um, kind of requests to jethro and i uh, as to whether or not we had some ideas for the show and i immediately messaged you back and said A segment where I air some grievances and talk about um, artisan coffee blends that I like. And uh, I think I said something along the lines of grinding gears and you're like, no, no, grinding beans. (laughs) And then it was one of those. Oh, my God, that's it. That's what we're going with. It's grinding beans. And, uh, you know, it stuck and it gave me a chance to do what I one of my favorite passions in life. Uh, to air my grievances to the world in a way that doesn't really matter or affect change at all. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much what I live for.
0: Well, well, a husband and uh, a father, so I think anyone who has who's in the same situation can genuinely um, understand where you're coming from.
1: Oh yeah, our needs and priorities <laughs> come very last. And uh, when I have a you know I have an issue or an air, a grievance to air, I got a lot of problems with you people, and uh, this who's is here? where I get not you people, you people, but like you people, like the whole world. I literally have such a a disdain for most of it. Um, but yeah, I know I got some, I got some grievances to air. This show gives me an outlet, which is great. I I don't yell as much at home. I get a full four and a half hours sleeping every night as a result of the show. And, uh, you know, it's good. It's good. It's healthy to let those frustrations out, especially when it comes to sports. Because I don't personally watch it, but from what I hear it, it can be leisurely.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you know, thinking about all of the segments that you've done, you know, there's definitely been some <clears throat> some very serious moments where you've brought up some things that are happening that are, are really impactful in, in the in the world of athletics that, you know, maybe you know, need to be talked about more and identified and, you know, so that way change can happen. But, you know, there have obviously been a lot of comedic you know, versions of uh, of the grinding beans segment that uh, that I look back on. I mean, for me, I'll let you kind of go into it, You know what your favorite ones were, but I-, I look back at your rant about the Tiger Woods documentary, and you spoke about the HBO documentary about Tiger Woods, and man, I was crying laughing when <laughs> I was doing the the, the post show editing for it because you bring up so many good points towards why it was such a shitty documentary. But it's one of the worst so, documentaries I've ever seen. But there are so many things that they could have done that would have made it that much better. And they just, just neglected to do it. So maybe walk us back and talk about you know some of the things that, uh, that the Tiger Woods documentary just absolutely whiffed on. Well, the glaring issue that I think everyone who watched it was disappointed about.
1: You know, you think back to the start of the pandemic uh netflix said hey we got you world and uh we got the last dance to watch so they've been sitting on this footage for what 20 years and uh and they said finally okay let's let's air it let's put this documentary out there and uh they interviewed you know all of the supporting cast from the bulls that are still alive and then even interviewed people that knew the people that were no longer alive that were in that but most importantly the person it was all about michael jordan was the centerpiece of it in fact they would come back and say did you know that scotty pippen said this about you to which michael jordan in that moment would give a reflection on what it was like in that moment in his life and that relationship with scotty pippen and then share his opinion on this new revelation of knowledge brought to him in the interview you know what the tiger woods documentary had none of that absolutely none of that in fact they interviewed his high school girlfriend (laughs) They didn't even interview Elon Nordic, his ex-wife, who, which I think we can all say was a huge role player in, in the story of his life that has impacted his story greatly. Right. When he he has his fall from grace and we find out he's been sleeping with every cocktail waitress um, since he was 16. Um, And then, uh, you know, the the explosion and Elon chases him with the, with a seven iron and he crashes his car. They don't even think to talk to her. I mean, I could put up with her saying, hey, I don't want to talk to you people about this. I'm good. I got $150 million and I'm married to an ex-football player. But then they also don't even interview Tiger Woods. Yeah. They don't even involve himself. <laughs> in fact, most of what I saw was creepy videos of his father. <laughs> this okay, we,
0: with that in mind, this is my gift. my
1: gift. A gift. gift. And I share it with you. Like, that was the worst video. It was actually creepy. It almost felt like a a foreboding, horrible documentary that they would show if Tiger Woods had died mysteriously. Like, that would be the video they show. That was the centerpiece of the actual documentary. Creepy Earl Woods. And the sad thing was, he probably wasn't even that creepy. He was just a flawed man who obviously cared a lot about his son in golf
0: oh but anyways that that was definitely my favorite grinding beans second just because there were so many points that i think all of us were thinking and you just took it to another level and just made it so hilarious when you just because you could tell you were upset that you wasted time watching it that was the best part <laughs> well it
1: was like a three part and i was so excited i was so excited to watch it i was like yes this is like to me, Tiger was on the same level of uh, of like greatness and allure for me growing up watching sports as a Michael Jordan, you know, yeah. as Bo Jackson. Like it just like there are certain people that are bigger than sports, even if they weren't the greatest ever. Now in the yeah. case of Tiger, he's arguably the the greatest ever, and then Michael Jordan, etc. They didn't even interview him. He's alive. <laughs> he's willing to talk to the press. You could have gotten him. Yeah. Why would you waste my time? Wow. Anyways.
0: Oh so good. But sorry. uh sorry, why, you, why'd you bring me back to that? Well, because again, I I, I want to get you riled up because I wanted to get your favorite grinding bean segment that you've done. And and maybe it could be for you know comedic reasons, maybe it could be for sentimental reasons.
1: Uh, that's a good one. That is a really good one, as
0: you can see. Yeah.
1: Uh but the one that sticks out for me um was uh, not too long ago. It was in March during March Madness. And I spoke about the disparity, the glaring disparity between um, the women's NCAA March Madness tournament and the men's. And I think the thing for me that got me the most angry, but also like it's it's so stupid and horrible that you can't help but laugh. Like it's a tragic comedy at the same time was how great the, the videos that made it up to Instagram from the female players that, that videoed it here's a comparison of the male players kits. (laughs) This is the nature Valley bar we got for dinner. Like it's on another Uh, level of horrible dropping of the ball. Like I couldn't believe, I think that one stood out for me because here we are in 2021 where everyone has a high definition camera and social media. And in the case of NCAA athletes, they have access to millions of followers and the fact that some idiot that was employed that was their job that's the part that bugs me when i go into a store i support essential workers i support people but if i go to a store and i need help from someone and they're not being very helpful i'm actually quite patient with that person if they're trying but if you go with someone's like going out of their way to not do their job i picture what would life be like if i did that at my place of work and how bad it would be for my family how bad it would be for me because my boss would come down on me Uh, hopefully they don't know i'm at my cottage or whether or not they listen to this podcast but in either case (laughs) neither here nor there (laughs) that is neither here nor there we are not talking about me um but if i were in that situation and i was found not to be working to the best of my potential for the thing that i'm paid for I could expect to be in trouble. So I would go out of my way to make sure, especially for something that's going to be a giant showcase like that, that I've done my job to the best of my ability. Some moron actually thought, hey, you know what? Let's just put some napkins out on like a table with a nice table runner and we'll put some like some muffin stumps. We'll get a couple of things of of milk and uh, that can be the buffet for... 200 women that are playing in this bubble oh and for the gym what are girls like let's go to uh you know HomeSense. go to the fitness section of HomeSense and buy up all the yoga mats and dumbbells that have pictures of women on it and we'll just put those there as the gym because that's where women obviously are their best when they have two pound dumbbells and yoga mats what a moron like to me that is the worst worst example of someone working in their job that i think that aside from obviously the horrible disparity the gender disparity the the conversation that can come out of it i just i can't believe someone can be that stupid that bad at their job and be employed in something that people would be killing themselves to be doing like i think about anyone in sports would love to be working in the ncaa um world right they could be working in, in basketball or whatever can you imagine working that job? It'd be a sweet job, especially if yeah. you like sports. Horrible, horrible. Anyways, that one sticks out for me. It still bugs me to this day. I feel yeah. like there was really never anything done about it.
0: No. And, and again, I, I think that you hit the nail on the head, you know, at the time, and you're just kind of going back and re uh, and rehammering that nail in there because there wasn't anything done about it. And, and that was the, the really discouraging part about it all is that you had all of these people and you had all these celebrities, all these athletes, even, you know, the men who were involved in the tournament were saying, like, this is bullshit. Why Why is this so different? And that's all that happened from it. Like, the NCAA literally had no repercussions whatsoever. You didn't hear that, oh, we've let go of the entire operations team that, you know, that did this or organized the whole thing. Nothing. It was just that, oh, yes, our bad, guys. Sorry, we're the NCAA. Sorry, we, you know, we fucked up again. and And everybody just goes on with their life. But you know, there's there's so there's so many things that are going well in the, in regards to the progress of, of you know female athletics, and stuff like that is just what's going to hold it back from getting to that next level. I mean, you you look at all of the of the great moments that are happening. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to the WNBA season so far. It has been fire in regards to content yes. yep. with game winning shots, you know, buzzer beaters, halftime or uh, half court. Um, you know half court three pointers like you've got some you know some women dunking regularly in the in, you know in the games i mean this is this is the kind of stuff that never happened in in the WNBA before and because it's getting more showcased now people are able to see it more so i think if anything did happen from it maybe the networks thought you know what maybe we could pick up the slack here and you know espn and uh and those stations you know down in the states say you know because of the NCAAs fuck up, maybe we can, you know, get a leg up here and and put forward, you know, a good product in in female athletics. And hopefully yeah. that continues because I mean, it's, uh, it's unfortunate that those girls had to go through that. But again, as, as we all know, sometimes, you know, the people who are first through the wall get a little bloody and it makes it that much easier for the next person and the next person, the next person to go through. So, um, hopefully we see change going forward and, uh, and everything happens. And hopefully they listen to this grinding beans segment and Kev got, uh, Kev got to the powers that be.
1: I'm just, I'm, I'm making a difference one podcast at a time. We're at 30 now, so I've made 30 differences. And that, that makes me feel good. <laughs>
0: Outstanding. Um, again, I, I think every week, Kev, you know, the grinding beans thing has, has evolved into something that I think you genuinely enjoy. Which is something that, you know, I think initially when you were, you know, looking to, you know, talk talk on the podcast, it was, yeah, I'll just kind of be there for comedic relief and, you know, we'll just kind of shoot the shit and whatnot. And, you know, I I I assume
1: I'd never get a text. I thought you were just talking about it. I I honestly, I wrote it in my journal. I said, Kyle said a funny joke today. I had no idea
0: (laughs) that you were serious. I thought you were joking. But uh, but no, I, I mean I think you genuinely have fun with it, and I know Jet and I always enjoy hearing what's uh, what's coming up because you don't tell us what you're going to talk about before, and it's it's always a surprise. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that's a
1: secret. I don't know until we sit down, and I'm like, hmm, what's in the news today? What's in
0: the news? So basically, and usually I
1: scroll through your story that you create on the website.
0: You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank um, you. Thank you for that. So uh, you basically prepare as much for that as Jethro does for a CFL all-time draft. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the generals were due. <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know what that reference is towards, go listen to last week's episode where we did the crossover uh, CFL draft versus the Unsportsmanlike Convo Boys. And uh, Jet started out really strong out of the gate, and then as soon as he picked our quarterback, he just went downhill from there. <laughs> I was like that was it for me, boys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Once Warren Moon is off the table, Jets like, I don't know any more players. Oh my god. Can I play Henry Burris at fullback?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was basically- on, on the
1: topic of that show, Jethro, do you watch the CFL? Like you played Canadian football in university. Do you not have any interest in that sport at all? Like I, I get that you like the NFL, you like fantasy football. But when you're at home, if you go to TSN on either Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday night, sometimes a Tuesday, there are games playing from that league. You can even see classic games played on TSN. It's a sports network. Okay. And, and some of us watch it from time to time. It's our league, Jethro. We're radically Canadian. Our balls are bigger. If I'm you would sure just take that, the time.
2: Uh, I'm sure that the Canadiana Football League is awesome. Okay. I'm sure it's awesome.
0: The Acadian Football League is great. (laughs) Listen,
2: can I gamble on the CFL as much as on the NFL, like prop bets and stuff? I mean, you could, but we'd be extremely concerned about you if you were. (laughs) (laughs) Well, come on. I'm the guy who who bets on the coin toss, so
0: I don't know. Speaking of which, um, you know, on on that note of betting, you know, every week we do – a segment that's, you know, a weird weekly wager. And that was kind of something fun that we would try. That's different from a lot of other shows where we just bet on, you know, random shit in the sports world and just bet, you know, ridiculous things. And um, actually the one that I wanted to bring up is, is something that hasn't even happened yet, but essentially the three of us have got together and not learning from my mistake with the last sham boxing match between an MMA fighter and a YouTuber, We have pooled our money together and we have a bet on our guy, Tyron Woodley, to hopefully finish the job that Ben Askren was supposed to do before he took a dive. Um and uh (laughs) again, I know Jet and I were talking a little bit about it, and there's a big fad going on right now about you know, pooling money together and doing a lot of these parlay bets where you're betting on like 15 different items across like six different sports. And you know, Kev, this is the first time the first time that you'll see it, but you know, Jet and I were, were kind of talking about when Tyron Woodley wins, I'm saying when because I'm willing it into existence, when Tyron Woodley wins, we are going to let it ride, and we're going to each take four things that we bet on, and we're going to put them together as a 12-game parlay. And the chances, I am loving this. Yeah. Because one thing I saw last week, and this is what kind of stoked the fires a little bit. There were two buddies who put down a $100 bet, and it was on 12 items in the sports world. There was tennis, there was football, or sorry, there was uh, soccer. Yeah, I'm European already. I'm calling it football. There was soccer, <laughs> there was baseball, there was basketball, and there was hockey. So they bet on 12 random things and on a $100 bet. You know how much money they made, Kev? 200 bucks. $393,000. So on a $100 bet. So just, I'm going to throw this out
1: there right now. If we hit on 11 and the one that doesn't make it is me, I'll do the job. <laughs> I'll plug myself. Don't even worry about it. I, if we lose out on that kind of cashish, I will Kashish. <laughs> <play the game. laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, old cashish. Um, look at, you know, we, we ride together, we die together. That that's the motto of the front office podcast. So, we'll we we'll, we're gonna go all in. Like I said, if, when we win, we're gonna let it ride. We're all gonna take. We'll we'll say, I want these, I want this, I want that, and we'll bet. We'll pull it all together. We'll give it to our degenerate friend on the on the bottom of our screen right now, and yep. uh, we're talking about Jethro, of course, that's and right. he will he will take it to his bookie and uh, and put the bet down for us. So you know, what's his funny? bookie is his wife, by the way. <laughs> She's broken as, two of the as, as, as
2: long as we don't include CFL in that parlay, we're good.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm going all CFL. Yeah. I was actually gonna say, and speaking of the CFL, uh, we finally got the news that the CFL Board of Governors has approved the 2021 season to happen starting yeah. in August. So uh good news coming out of the CFL finally, and we get some uh, some action north of the border on the football side of things. So uh so good news there. But again. We gonna, we're going to we're going to let it ride and i will say that if we do hit on that 12 team parlay that uh, that we're going to pool our money together for you know this podcast is either going to take a significant bump up because we'll we'll have the the backing to buy new equipment and uh, maybe even a studio space or we might just say fuck it and say that's enough for us we've got some money in our pockets that we set out to do and it was incidentally through the podcast so we can we can cash out and uh, and retire from the industry so uh or pull a Grandpa Simpson.
2: Put it all on twenty-one. Uh, there's no twenty-one. I got a feeling about that number. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I shall call her Gambler. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> let's just hope that uh, that everything goes uh, goes that way. And uh, again, I'm actually I'm actually chomping at the bit now. It's made the fight between Woodley and Paul that much more enticing for me to watch. I won't pay for oh. it. I refuse to give that idiot money, but um, I'll definitely. Uh, be paying close attention to the outcome
2: if Woodley loses he's
0: cancelled yeah
1: I think we take that money the, like the real cash she we make we convert it all, all into Bitcoin with Trevor Lawrence and, and his signing bonus and we just take our money to whatever third world country is willing to accept cryptocurrency and we just live like kings until we're murdered by a local militia I heard Bratislava
0: is doing great things with cryptocurrency right now no Berlin. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> speaking of gambling, uh, I, I would be remiss if I didn't segue over to our favorite gambler, which is uh, Mister Jethro Constant. And uh, you know, you you have your own segment, which is called "Constantly Improving," and it's not just a clever name, but it, it's 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 really about you know the constant improving and the constant improvement, I should say of of an athlete in you know rehabbing and recovering and, and going through that whole process through, uh, through the world of injuries but uh you know jet you know you've obviously had a lot of different topics you have you spoke about and before you get into the one that you'll bring up I mean I think Kevin and I will both agree on this one I think our favorite constantly improving segment was when you were talking about Bryson DeChambeau that's what I was gonna say and his and you were Literally incapable of not using the word stroke or swing both ways. <laughs> you know, that, that one was was just so good because you, you were talking about such a significant injury that doesn't really happen that often in the sports world. But because of the repetitiveness of a golf swing, it does have long lasting effects. And, you know, as we've seen with Tiger Woods and his body deterioration, you know, that's, that's exactly what's happened, you know, when you have a you know, a golfer who, you know, has a lot of torque behind his swing and he's using his back and, and everything like that more often than he should. But, uh, you know, again, it's it just the one thing that just kept coming out of your mouth is stroke, 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 stroke. <laughs> I mean, when you he said got too much power in his stroke, when you said his stroke is terrible, that just—I think it just set everybody off for the rest of the show. Oh, but, my uh, God. that was great. I mean, you know, the Fordian slips are always always good, especially when you're talking about injuries because it's almost impossible to not have one because you're talking about the human body.
2: Sure. <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, that's that's exactly the moment that I was thinking of when we were thinking of like favorite moments because it just showed. How it was still an educational segment, but we just went so far off the rails, like, and there was no turning back. It was over for like every single time, like you said. I even tried to hesitate and say things like uh, with his movement, but it just it didn't work. It didn't.
0: It just it just wanted to it just wanted to you know be in the air. You know what I mean, like. Exactly. The, the the word stroke just needed to be in the air at some point And you you found a way to get you know to, I think it was the most someone has said that word in a five minute span in the history of mankind. So it was it was perfect. It was great. Oh my god. I couldn't help it. I couldn't yeah. help it. Kev, how's your beer? Uh it's okay.
1: <laughs> I also have to take a piss and Jeff was about to talk, so I was gonna leave. <laughs>
0: honestly that that was something i wanted to bring up too because i think in the first you know four or five episodes that we did that was a regular occurrence where when one of us were talking as soon as kev was done get up leave and come back and and instead of you know editing that out and then just going and, and redoing it i wanted to keep it in because you know again this show was never meant to be you know the top quality you know, uh, produce show that you hear, you know, all over the podcast networks and, you know, but again, shout out to our, to our buddy Kyle Skinner at Dine Sports, who was gracious enough to, you know, to bring us on the, the Dine Sports podcast network. And, uh, and, you know, he does some, some pretty wonderful touch-ups to the show. Um, you know, what, where we set up, we wanted to be organic and, and original and you know you name me another podcast where one of the hosts gets up and takes a piss mid show you
1: can't well we're a non gmo podcast
0: uh, actually no i'm vac-
1: i'm vaccinated so i'm definitely i'm definitely a gmo but i will i will i will say this anytime jethro talks i have an urge to get up and go to the bathroom and it's just it's been that way for a long time it's just always been that way. And that's that's one of the authentic parts about the show is I will never censor myself. And if that means stopping from going to the bathroom when
2: Jethro speaks, I refuse. <laughs> or killing spiders,
0: you know? Yeah, yeah. There were some
1: spider-killing moments, yeah. P- picking up there was dog a
0: big shit in the middle of an episode. There was dog spiders. shit. Yeah, there
1: was some dog shit in the basement. There was a new puppy. And she likes to shit everywhere. <laughs> The worst is when she pukes and shits. And I wonder, does her digestive system work at all? Is she so inbred as a French bulldog that she just sprays from both ends? Anyways, that's, we could talk that's about dog shit all day, but let's listen to more of Jethro's
0: greatest moments. So, Jed, what, what was the weirdest injury that you've covered so far and constantly improving? Medic! The
2: weirdest injury? I don't know. I, I kind of feel like uh, when Jacare just didn't tap. And his arm broke. <laughs> and we're just like, hey, stupid. We're talking about injury prevention. Just tap. Like when you're caught, you're caught. Just tap. Yeah. And and when you can and when you can hear a grown man's arm snap like a twig, it's probably not a good thing.
0: Yeah. No, that was that was a gross injury because one, I didn't want to watch it, but you know, you could just hear it, right? Like it, it was <laughs> it it sounded like a gunshot. It was so loud and you know, you're right. Like, I think that was the easiest segment you've ever done. Like, how to prevent an injury like that? Do what you're supposed to do and tap when your arm is literally <laughs> bent in half and on the verge of snapping. You know, your brachia in half. So, did you, did you guys see the one this weekend? Uh, oh yeah, I did. I think you had. I think you had sent that to us. Yeah, the elbow dislocation. That was the grossest. Yeah, that was the grossest thing. So, funny enough, I've actually done that to my elbow, uh, not to that ver- <laughs> Kev, you remember that? <laughs> Mm-hmm. When I just look at him, i mid game. So, yep. extend those arms, Kyle. Yeah. So I had a guy locked out in pass protection, and uh, uh, our wonderful and fantastic, uh, fantastic teammate who we love to death, Frankie Spira, um, was looking for uh, some work. And uh, for those of you who know football, you know it's it's called cleaning up. You know, they, you got to clean up a block. So it's when you're uncovered on the offensive line, you look to your left, look to your right, you scan around and you look for something to clean up. So you might help one of your one of your teammates out. You might look to get a you know a, a delayed blitz. So Frankie decides to come over and give me a hand with a guy that I clearly have locked up already. Like, no, I don't need a hand whatsoever. But as he's running full speed at us, the guy's bull rushing me. And, you know, I, I'm sinking my hips and you know, digging my feet into the ground and so as he's coming, I just extend my arms to lock him out. And just as I did that, he was aiming for the defender. As I locked out my elbow, he hit me right on the elbow with a 360-pound body going full speed. And you couldn't see it on film, but I remember almost feeling my elbow, the inside of my left elbow, touch the inside of my right elbow. Yeah, and... uh it was it was painful but it was, we were able to pop it right back in like it was it was actually a quick quick recovery but yeah it uh, it did not feel good <laughs> it did not feel good at all so I sympathized with that injury who was that that got hurt like that that weekend
2: uh, I forget the guy's name but it was it was just terrible because it was dislocating it was flopping around yeah and the and ref the, didn't and... stop it no the ref was just like oh I guess it's just uh, <laughs> I guess it's just flailing around you know <laughs> And then it's like, oh, wait, it's not attached. Yeah. Oh, that's not
0: good. Yeah. Yeah. This is why Herb Dean needs to referee every single UFC fight because he's the only one who can catch that stuff. The rest of of them don't. They don't see it.
2: But the problem with Herb Dean, though, is when he's a ref, like, you know somebody getting knocked out.
0: So... You know why, though? I think because the fighters want to impress Herb Dean because he's more famous (laughs) than most of the fighters are. (laughs) That's true. It's very true. Oh, Anyways, talking about gross elbow injuries, that just gave me the willies. But, um, you know, now that we can move on from that, um, you know, I I was going through a lot of the episodes and, uh, you know, because obviously we started out very unprepared. If you listen back to episode one to where we are now, it's night and day from... You know, the stuttering from the dead space to, you know, us having topics to speak on and speaking intelligently on. But I think once we got rolling in that first episode, you really started to see where we were trying to go with the show. And it really did, uh, it really was a lot of fun. And for those of you who remember our first ever episode, we talked about the national championship and the domination that Alabama and Ohio state have had in building their dynasty. And I, I mean, I've always wanted to go back and revisit that show. And, 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 you know, do that again, because I think that there's so much to digest in that one that we could really, you know, put it over, um, a few episodes, but, uh, you know, again, I was listening to the intros and we started out just saying, Oh, hello, this is, you know, the guys from the front office podcast. And we really evolved. So now we've got sound effects, we've got intros, we've got, uh, we got some pretty cool stuff And the cab. Obviously you wouldn't know any of this cause you don't listen to it, but, uh, we also hear have things. Yeah. Yeah. We also have, you know like again like i was mentioning the sound effects we have an intro with an intro song and for those of you who are wondering who does the uh, the voice on the uh, on the intro that's actually my lovely wife um who uh who introduces the front office and tells everybody to hold you know that was something that we had kind of cooked up the uh, the night before we had recorded our first show where she was you know she was with me and we we're sitting around and you know we were really talking about you know what you know how do how should i intro the show how should i do this and I said, you know what would be cool if if you could introduce us like a receptionist at uh, at you know within a front office. So she was all for it, and every time she listens to it, she always gets a little giddy when she hears her voice. So she was able to provide Kelly. it. Kelly, yeah, never caught on that it was Kelly. How did you not? Where did you think After it came from?
2: Thirty episodes, <laughs> never caught on that it was Kelly.
1: <laughs> After thirty hey, episodes, Kevin. I didn't Kevin. know there's an
2: intro. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I am impressed, Kyle. Kev, my realization that that was Kelly is basically Kyle's realization that Cisco was the lead singer for Drew. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, that blew me away too. I thought they were two different people
0: in I, every way. But like, why? Why would you choose the name of a person to be the name of a band? It's it's like right. CeeLo Green being Narsles Barkley. Like, why? Why would you even do that? Just just be CeeLo Green. We, don't you but he does, but he, to... but he
2: did it.
0: Yeah, I know. But that's what I'm saying. Like, Why would you do that? Yeah, so Kev, CeeLo Green is Narles Barkley. Well, him and the producer. No. Him and the yeah. producer. Yeah, uh, yeah. Narles is nuts. the producer. Barkley is CeeLo. <laughs> <laughs> they were thinking about names to call their, their group, and they, they thought about Michael Jordan, and they thought about Magic Johnson. Um, and, then and then Isaiah it. Thomas, and uh, they they just decided to go with Charles Barkley. It just had a better uh, a better. Time. I would have
1: loved a little um, now Ming. <laughs> 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 would have oh would have would have cleaned house over in the Chinese market.
2: Oh but I mean, in their defense, Drew Hill Drew Hill was around much
0: long longer than Cisco was, and they were around before Cisco. Yeah, yeah. but. Again, you know, why would you even make that distinction? Um, but I just thought hey, maybe it was the style at the time in the nineties to you know sing was. Very high, sing very high, was. and wear very baggy parachute pants with leather, you know, leather vests, and and have platinum hair. You yeah, know? pretty much. Or if you think about it. Baby make your booty go da <laughs> Baby make your booty go well, on, on that note Kev I we were talking about that during during one of the episodes and uh I would love to hear your Drew Hill intro to the Wild Wild West song again <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh no listen you can't you can't ask for fire on demand
0: fire, it, the
1: conditions have to be right you know you he's to not doing it because friction. he
0: doesn't you know he's not doing it because he's at a, at a cottage right now and one he'll wake up his kids and two no. there's other people there wow. so he's going to be embarrassed to do it you won't do it
1: we're going straight to the wild wild west we're going straight to well, I think my father-in-law heard me. Great.
0: Now my wife's oh gonna my leave God. me.
1: Now my wife is gonna leave me because you have me singing a stupid song.
0: Perfect. That's what we aim for: marital bliss. Um, Jim West,
1: Desperado, Rough Rider. <laughs> no, you don't. Not
0: a, none of this. Uh, none of this. Can you imagine, you know, if that actually happened, and you know, Will Smith took on the Matrix, and Keanu Reeves was just sitting there as a free agent, and he took on Wild Wild West. How different that movie would have been. <sighs> yeah you know what if keanu reeves had done wild
1: wild west it would have become a cult classic
0: absolutely it would have
1: and was it kevin smith Do you ever see that evening with kevin smith where he tells the story about uh he was he was writing writing a script for superman for a superman movie and then um oh god who is it tim burton or whatever said uh and no, we're going to give it to Tim Burton. And then he had this thing against Tim Burton. I can't remember the exact story, but essentially he, he, they go, can you come up with a script for wild, wild West? He's like, yeah. Okay. A giant robot spider attacks them. And then he's sitting there watching the movie and it's this stupid giant robot spider. <laughs> he's like, these idiots used that dumb idea. I used as a joke and Tim Burton stole my idea.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, i definitely was surprised because i i did not know that they were two different you know two different things but uh yeah they
1: were you sing on the show maria
0: but um yeah so i mean you know my wife was um you know, was gracious enough to uh to give us you know the uh the, the fire intro that we have and and the theme music was actually generated by myself made it on a little app on my phone And it was able to come with with some pretty pretty good uh, garage band music there. So it was. uh... Um, (laughs) I'm just I'm
1: imagining you with a keyboard and you're like, okay, we're going to put this on jazz. We're going to put on the jazz feature and then we're going to switch it over to electronic jazz. And you're just playing chopsticks over and over because I don't know what the theme song to this show is. And I do, have yet to listen to do one. yourself
0: a favor. Don't you, don't have, you don't even have to listen to the content. Just listen to the theme song. It's actually pretty good. I'm
1: not going to like Kyle. there's never <laughs> going to be an opportunity for me to do this.
0: I'm a busy man teaching virtual phys ed. Yeah. Very busy, man. Very busy, man. As you chug pints on your deck. <laughs> yeah. Eight hours away from my obligations. Yeah. So, uh, so actually, Kev, you, you have a sound bite for, uh, to introduce your segment. Uh, for grinding beans. And uh, that's actually my voice with a voice modulator on it. Beans. So, uh, it's, uh, it sounds very good. It sounds like Irv Damon actually is introducing you. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> grinding Beans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. I mean, I've been looking, you know, every week to, to do something funny and, you know, I try to throw something that'll, that'll catch everybody, you know, uh, by surprise and, you know, just give a little bit of a chuckle to, to whoever listens to it. And, uh, we've had some Seinfeld openers. We've had some Simpsons openers. We had some family guy openers and, uh, yeah. So, so, I mean, anybody who's, uh, who's listening to it, hopefully you guys appreciate those little things because it's definitely something that, uh, that I like to do whenever I'm editing everything after and figure out a, a funny way to intro the shows. Cause I run out of voices eventually. Um, plus uh, you know, I, I, don't think about how I'm going to intro the show. So that's just me being lazy and looking it up after. But um, you know, speaking of the voices, I showed my wife the segment where we were doing what Sonny Weaver Jr. From draft day would be like, if he was played by different actors and the look of disappointment on her face when all of those voices were happening was so good it was worth every second
1: (laughs) did i give out a laugh
0: was there a laugh oh my god (laughs) so kev when when jet told me to do the dr phil voice and i haven't done a dr phil impression and i want to say like 10 years and d phil is pretty much on point and you know what? It actually sounded pretty good. And I was really happy with the way it was, it was working at the time, but your laugh at the very end of it is the best part of that because it's quiet for a split second. And then it's the <laughs> giant cackle yell that you have whenever you find something really funny. Ah, and, yes. Man, it, it, it honestly made that as funny as it was because it was good, but that's what made it very good. And, you know, again, I think when <laughs> we all know what makes each other laugh and, you know with me you know something's funny when i'm burying my face in my hands and my face turns red yep Dev, you look up at the ceiling and start cackling and jet you hear your <laughs> <laughs> that's it uh, that's it your, your girlish girlish joy. yeah your girlish giggle but um you know i can't but, say yeah <laughs> <laughs> But but again, like that's the kind of shit that really makes it worth, you know, doing this every week. And, you know, it's uh, it really is fun. And I mean, you know, on that note, you know, maybe we'll, we'll just talk about one last thing here. Um, but, Kev, maybe you won't have as clear of an answer because you don't listen to the show. But, uh, you know, you can kind of do your best to think about it. But um, what's been your favorite episode to do so far, guys? You know, obviously, we've done a lot of a lot of different topics. We've covered a lot of things. And. I think we've been pretty diverse with not doing the same thing every week which is which has been pretty fun so um mm-hmm. so jet maybe i'll uh, i'll start with you and remember you can't google it because uh... no <laughs> but uh w- what's been your favorite episode so far of, uh, of the podcast
2: oh man there's been a lot of good ones but uh the one that pops to mind right away is the movie review of the mighty ducks we had a blast with that one. Yeah. Just just all, just remembering that movie. Watched it again, just because I watched it with the kids. And watching it as an adult is 10 times more fun because you just sit there the whole time going, what the shit? <laughs> How did this happen? <laughs> I, I, I love that episode. Yeah. Like, I, loved all, I loved all of the movie review episodes so far. Because I think we've done what Sandlot, Draft Day, and the program, and, and, and uh, we've done four. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. That's what we did. And uh, man, that one, that one felt nostalgic. That one <laughs> was just hilarious. I just I had a blast. I had a blast in that episode.
0: Yeah, that was. We definitely... talked all night about that,
2: that about that movie.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: <clears throat> I uh, my mind is pretty straightforward. I love the movie episodes. You know that.
0: Yeah, and, I, know, uh, I know where the, you're going with this, Kev.
1: Well, there's one that uh, I'm sure you'll talk about because I was getting texts from friends that listened to the show going, I'm dying in the Sandlot episode. But I'm not even going to touch that because I know you'll talk about it. My, mine, the one that stands out is um, um, you text us, you say, what do you guys want to talk about on the show tonight? And you gave us an option and it was, do you want to talk about, uh, you know, what it was like playing university football? Or do you want to do uh, a movie review? And I'm like, I want to do a movie review. And you're like, no, we're going to go with the university football. And I was like, bummed. I was sitting there at dinner. I'm like, this is bullshit. I don't want to talk about university. I already lived that. Same reason I don't listen to this show. I already had this conversation. Not trying to re-listen to it. Someone else can listen to it for the first time. And then uh, I'm sitting there. I'm like, I don't want to talk about university. I want to do a, a movie thing. And then my lovely wife, Lindsay goes why don't you just tell your university stories as if the it was the plot lines for the movies that you want to review <laughs> and i managed to get in what we got seven movies in there i got to tell you seven got eight. i, think I, think, yeah, you got I eight. think I did and i i think at first i did the first one and you guys like oh, okay that's okay. Very funny, Kevin. And then the second one, I started off like, well, like, as you know, I came from like a rougher background. You know, my dad was an alcoholic. My mom wasn't in the picture and I was a quarterback and, but I had a drinking problem and I was right in the middle of a Heisman trophy run and I had to go into rehab. Uh, but my, my girlfriend, uh, who was a supermodel slash tennis player who, uh, who rehabbed her knee incorrectly, according to Jethro. Um, that was my that was one of my favorite because i was just sitting there like when's it going to be my turn to talk yeah when am i going to get to say my thing and i was just watching your faces to when you realize what movie i was saying and then we just yeah. knew you we knew were going that i had a lot of fun that night it was my chance to be cynical while enjoying my favorite thing which is talking about sports movies
0: yeah honestly like i i knew that you were going to say that when when i was going to ask you that question and buddy it, it was so good the way that you would just kind of casually go into the description of it and you really make it, because I actually got text from people after that too saying like, I was legitimately hanging on to every word Kevin was saying until I realized that he was talking about a movie. And it's like, <laughs> he got me like four times out of the eight. Like, he like he got me with it. And it, you're like, you started like, oh, okay, he's actually taking it seriously now. And then it would just come like that one point and it's like, oh yeah, here we go. He's, he's going to talk, he's talking about Rudy. Oh, okay, there we go. He's talking about varsity blues. And it was it was, it was so it was so you, if I'm going to say it, it was so you that that episode was that you just rebelled against what we were, what we were planning on doing, but you made it your own. And it was, it was so funny and, and it just, uh, it was very organic, but hundred uh, percent, man, that was, that was really fun. I think for all of us, I think we all enjoyed your take on, uh, on, on what made, you know, your, your college football life so great. <laughs> well, Honestly, and, and
1: you think about how our podcast has been going. And uh, it it makes me think of a a time I once I was in a podcast before this, it didn't last very long. Uh, But I was actually I stepped in to help replace uh, a a previous podcast host. Um, And it was myself and the other hosts were other replacements that that never ever made it to the big times in podcasts. And what we did was we kept the podcast industry alive while the professional podcasters were on strike and they did not like us. Like one of our podcast hosts, uh, he was a British guy. Uh, he talked a lot about kicking. He smoked, he owed a lot of money to the mob. I was um, from Wales. He was from Wales. My podcast, my previous podcast, wasn't a good one. Um, it, it started off promising, uh, but then in the podcast bowl game, I just fell apart and it was like quicksand, Kyle. It was like quicksand. it. We had one guy; he just kept screaming "Thunder Skull" all the time. He was crazy. It was a crazy time. Anyways, in the end, uh, we we did our best in in podcasts, and then we just kind of faded off into the distance. But we we got that hope we were we were looking for. And I ended up marrying the the cheerleader slash stripper and living in my houseboat while diving for uh, money. That so was great. So was what great you're money.
0: saying is you could you were a hero, but just for one day. Just one day. Yeah that's a little shout out to the replacements uh great movies you know starring the aforementioned keanu reeves you know i i look at again i listen to all of our episodes after you know we uh, we record them to, to do some editing and whatnot and honestly i don't really to even take a lot out you know we just we can kind of ramble and go off and, and do whatever we need to and it's actually been very easy to to listen and uh, and put some stuff together and format it the way that we wanted but you know, the one episode that, that I look back on that, you know, I uh, I actually had a lot of fun doing, and, and I think that you guys were, were having a lot of fun, too, is when we did our mock draft uh, for the NFL draft. You know, it, uh, it had a little bit of everything. I, I mean, we were talking about something that we were pretty knowledgeable about. We were able to break down a lot of the prospects that were coming in to uh, to the draft and, and really kind of putting our GM hats on and, and doing all that kind of stuff, but again I think that we put more of a comedic spin on it than people were really expecting us to to do and I think that's what made it fun but uh, I think that was our longest episode that we've done to date but um, you know it, it was definitely my favorite just because it had a little bit of everything and uh, it, it had the thing that that I was looking forward to the most which was you know putting together a mock draft as you guys know I do one every year anyway um, so it really did uh, you know check all the boxes for me and I think for you guys jet give you hope to, to get your quarterback of the future for San Francisco and make trades because I think every pick that you made had a, had a trade involved in some capacity. It's like fantasy, yeah, just like fantasy, baby. And, uh, and Kev, um, picking every receiver in the book for, for every, every one of your picks. So it was, uh, it, it was, it was good. It was a lot of fun. And, and I know that you guys don't you know necessarily get involved with, you know, the actual interviews of the guests that we bring on, but, uh, you know, Jet, you've obviously set up, uh, set up a couple. And, uh, you know, Kev, you know most of the guys that, uh, that I'm talking to as well. But, you know, again, a, a big shout out to everybody who's joined us so far on the podcast. I mean, we've, we've been able to talk to some very, you know, interesting and influential people in the, in the world of athletics. And, you know, we're talking about NFL players, CFL players, you know, uh, CFL GMs, uh, NHL, former player and coach um you know and and adidas executive pro soccer player so so, i mean we really have you know had uh you know had some good guests and i mean i'll name them in order because i do know exactly what order we've we've done the interviews in but uh you know again a a big thanks to everybody who's joined the show so um you know from from start to finish you know we started off with Dwayne knight good buddy of mine talked about ncaa football former former virginia tech and uh, philadelphia eagle linebacker uh, then we had the, uh, the great Neil Lumsden joined us for uh, our second interview in episode three, um, talking about, uh, you know, being a GM in professional football and how to put together a roster and whatnot. Then we had, a, again, a good friend of all of ours, Brendan Galanders uh, from the Ottawa Red Blacks, joined us to talk about free agency and what it's like from the player's perspective of going through, you know, signing a contract, negotiating a contract, picking a team, choosing a city, you know, it was a really cool, you know, insight into uh, everything that goes into, you know, the, the free agency period in professional sports. We had Eddie Edward, who is a, uh, a very good friend of mine and former MLS soccer player. Uh, when we took a detour from our football chats for the first few weeks and uh, talked a little bit of the, uh, uh, what do they call it? Jet, Jet, the beautiful game. The beautiful, uh, game, the beautiful game. So again, you know, thank you to Eddie for jumping on there. Dominic Davis, who, uh, again, one of the, the better stories, I think, in, the, in professional sports from where he came from to where he is now, you know, quarterback for the Ottawa Redblacks and uh, former quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons and uh, East Carolina Pirates, talked to us about what it takes to be a professional quarterback. Then we talked to uh, Mike Felino, a uh, good family friend of ours. I think everybody knows the, the Felino family who watches the NHL. You know, obviously Nick and Marcus Felino, who are, uh, you know, very influential NHL players, their dad, Mike, you know, one of the nicest guys in the world uh, had a great NHL career and uh, became a very, very good coach. And now he's working for uh, Olympic para hockey uh, and doing some great things on that side of things. We had P.Y. Laverne, uh, who is uh, a director of player personnel for the Ottawa Red Blacks and talked to us about the scouting process. And, again, another U Ottawa grad doing some great things in the world of professional sports. Then we had uh, the big man that Jet set up, uh, Ilion Koo from the Atlanta Falcons, you know, obviously a, a major talent and a big D tackle who uh, went to the University of UCLA and um, talked to us about uh, pro days and scouting process and uh, signing with the team. Uh, then, uh, again, another classmate of mine and a, a very influential person in the world of uh of of executive sports, Uh, Carissa Castleman from Adidas over in Germany took some time and talked to us about endorsements and then that side of things, which was great. Then we we had a little bit of a break for guests because we had some things going on, but uh, came back strong with, uh, and then again, another, another good buddy of mine. And I worked with him for a number of years, Peter Ambrosiak, former Buffalo Sabre. And uh, he actually owned a uh, a minor league hockey team, you know, and uh, he was an owner, coach and player, la you know, Paul Newman and Slapshot. So, very uh, very cool story that he was able to talk about and, and again our, our most recent interview was uh was one we've been trying to get from the get-go because we, we've all kind of seen him develop from a, from a young lad to where he is now but uh, neville gallimore with the uh, dallas cowboys you know local ottawa boy and done some great things with the university of oklahoma and you know being a draft pick and you know making a big impact in the nfl now so you know, you look at that lineup guys and people we've been able to to interview and talk to and i mean Again, it just goes to show that uh, one we uh, we we've we've got some some great you know colleagues, great friends, and uh, and great you know people that we've been uh, been in touch with that have been able to uh, to make these things happen. So again, testament to to you guys and a testament to to all of our guests who've who've uh, you know fortunately joined us and uh, and spoke to us a little bit to, to get this podcast uh, to where it's going. So. Um, just want to thank everybody that uh, that taking the time to do that. So on that note,
2: hold on, hold on. A special shout out—he's—he's he's too humble to put the shout out on himself, but a special shout out to to that man Keys Kirkwood for uh, you know spawning the idea of doing this and you know putting that uh, you know that that bug in Kyle and I's ear and having a supportive, lovely wife.
0: You mean, you mean uh, Kevin? To, what? He means Kevin. He means you mean Kevin? Kevin? The, what did I say? He <laughs> said Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> did I say Kyle? And okay, Ke- Ke- Kevin and I are used to it, man. Kevin and I are used to it. Because this is the part of the show
1: time. where Jethro starts falling Jeth asleep.
0: falls asleep, yeah. <laughs> Oh. Yo, listen. At 10
2: p.m., all white people look the same to me.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna go out on live and say you're you're not wrong. You're not <laughs> yeah, wrong. I'm telling yeah you.
2: exactly. I'm telling you, but 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 seriously, uh, Kyle, seriously, you're 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 killing this. You're 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 putting your blood, sweat, and tears in this. Uh, I mean, Kev doesn't even watch the show doesn't even listen to the show so
1: nope i hate Uh, it i can't stand it
2: (laughs) but uh but uh kudos kudos and 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 nothing but love man because you're you're killing it and we appreciate you for this
1: all right i'll take a moment too to to pump his tires okay (laughs) um yeah kyle kyle i'm gonna share some love and good vibes your way mainly because when this first started and you text me and you're like, hey, we're we're gonna record the show tonight. It was back in January, start of like lockdown number two. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh fuck, like are we actually doing that? I'm busy tonight. Gotta watch the tiger tiger woods documentary. And then, <laughs> and then you, you started saying something like, Oh, we're gonna do this, this. And I think I wrote you back in like the most like angry, cranky, very similar to the time I woke up tired and hungry, and you poured Jack Daniels in my fried eggs. And- and I think I responded with like, a, wow, that's way more work than I, than I think I've agreed to. And without missing a beat, because you're you and an awesome guy, you just wrote, don't worry about it. I'm going to do literally all of this. All we got to do is talk for an hour on Zoom. And I think even then I was like, oh, God, I got to do this and talk. Okay, I got to talk to, to two of my dearest friends. I got to take time out of my night where I do nothing anyways to talk to. And now like, here I am at a cottage and I'm, I was super excited just to come and get on here. And I don't like at a time where we have less connection in the world, this has been in many ways an awesome experience just because it meant at least once a week, I got to chat with you two guys. So that is the most emotional, nice, gratuitous thing. I will ever send your way. I will not listen to a single episode ever. I will listen to bits and pieces on Jethro's Instagram. And, to, and we get to 100. That episode is going to be me sitting down listening to your guys' favorite episodes, and it's going to be like those you know, the video Two Girls One Cup where they would record <laughs> the person watching it. You're going to record my face as I just listen and discuss, like, why do we do this? What is wrong with us? What, what is that? that, that'll what, is be, that? What,
0: what, is, what is that? No, what's she no. have, have a cup? Oh, what's she gonna do with the cup? Oh, what's she, oh. <laughs>
1: But seriously, Kyle, you're the best man. I appreciate you doing all this. And uh, for those that listen to the show, I have one question: Why? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think it's the same reason why we do it. I think it just gives somebody, you know, a sense of normality to to just you know tune out for a little bit and just listen to three idiots, you know, chuckle and talk about some shit that uh, that people have have seen in the news. But uh, yeah, you know what, guys, honestly, it's. It it honestly isn't a lot of work. You know, it, it's like like Kev, you you were saying it, it it's just a way for the three of us to just kind of get together, shoot the shit with without being able to get together and shoot the shit. You know what I mean? So, you know, it morphed into something that's that's obviously been been great. I mean, we we have fun doing it and uh you know, as long as we keep having fun doing it, we'll still do it. So that's uh you know, that that's been great, and I think it's it's achieved everything that we've that we really set out to you know to do with it from the get-go. So again, thanks to you guys for, uh, you know, for sharing that, uh, that vision. And again, you know, just kind of spawned out of, well, we already do this every week over text. So we might as well just, t- you know, do it over zoom and record it because you might sure. say funny shit from time to time. So, you know, uh, hopefully we can, we can keep this going and we'll have another 30 episodes in us and, uh, you know, we'll see where, where, where we go from there, but, you know, Again, a special thanks to everybody who's listening. Special thanks to all of our guests, uh, and again, you know, a big shout out to the man behind the scenes who you know people don't hear every week. But uh, Kyle Skinner and Dine Sports, you know, they do such a great job of putting out sports content, and uh, you know, and producing our uh, our show here. So anybody who doesn't know where to find them, you can go to the Dines Press Box, and you've got a lot of uh, great content there with writers from across Ontario who are writing about every everything you can imagine and uh they've got a couple of other good podcasts on there as well if uh if we don't fit your uh fit your podcasting needs so if that's the case go fuck yourself but uh you know other than that (laughs) you you can definitely some other stuff there too but um yeah on that note again thank you everybody please continue to rate review and subscribe and uh you know again join up with that owner's box giveaway because uh, we still got a couple of weeks left here and we can definitely get you guys some uh, some cool shit to, to take home kevin is uh Chomping at the bit to get his hands on some of that paraphernalia. So, on that note, um, good night, everybody. Go buy some smoke shack, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see you next week for number thirty-one.